cracking peeps. Welcome to episode 73 of the Bench Time Podcast. 73, like my dad's age. But um, we are going <laughs> to... Oh, no. So... That hurt. That hurt. <laughs> I was trying to Not come that up... there's anything wrong with people that are 73. But no, I'm a, no. I'm a, good, I'm a good 20 years away. Okay? <laughs> oh, come on. Anyways, come on. I... We, before we started the recording, I thought about what kind of creative way I could introduce the episode with a number, and uh, we couldn't think of anyone famous who wore the number 73 in sports, so I told my dad we'll just roll because it. Nobody, because nobody takes number 73. <laughs> nobody wants number 73 in sports. Yeah, and you even had the audacity to ask as a hockey person, who in hockey wore 73? <laughs> nobody wore hockey, 73 in hockey. I don't nobody. know. I don't think they did. No, even modern today even modern times today there are number 70 71 77 you know that mean 70 i don't know 78 i'm sure it's been used then we take 73 the only offensive lineman in football takes 73 that's it yeah that's it here we go sweater number 73 yeah um how many people do you think have ever worn the number 73 or currently, oh. currently, there's seven players in the NHL that wear 73. No kidding. Who I bet, are they? I bet, oh, one is actually a pretty good name. Wow. Uh, I'll run down through them, and I'm going to butcher half of these names like we do our patrons. Nicholas yeah. Bap- Baptist, Baptiste. 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 Yeah. yeah. Adam Ernie from Tampa. Never uh, heard of Nicholas is from Buffalo. Dryden Hunt from Florida. Never heard of him. Charlie McAvoy. These guys play AHL to get called up. Charlie McAvoy, Charlie McAvoy from Boston. Is a, is a name I've heard, yeah. Yep. Brandon Peary from Vegas. Tyler yeah. Tyler Toffley from uh, L.A. And Andy Walensky from Anaheim. So there's seven people wearing the number 73. We only know Charlie McAvoy. Yeah, six of those. Six of those are playing in the ECHL or something right now. So okay. <laughs> Anyhow. Anyways, so we'll clear that. We're done talking about that. This isn't a sport. Number seventy-three. Move on. Moving on. Welcome to episode seventy-three, everybody. Um, thanks for joining us this week. As always, le- letting us take up an hour, an hour and a half of your time. We enjoy More than that. If they if they joined us earlier this week, it's been a busy week. Yeah, we had a lot done. Yeah. We had two lives, two lives. and yeah. a podcast. And I'm actually cranking out a YouTube video. Maybe later tonight, maybe Friday morning by the time you get this, um, um, on on rusting a vehicle like I did with the live video. But since the live video was so grainy and, and the resolution was so crappy because my internet was bad, um, I couldn't reuse the video, re like the republish of the live video. I had to re-record, um, which wasn't a problem because I had a second lifelike, crappy-ass lifelike car that I was able to... Um, redo. I just have now. I have two junkyard cars, which is perfect. Can't have enough of that. Um, so, anyways, I'll be posting that video again, and I'm actually going to have my dad's your live video uh, replay up tonight. So, oh, that's great. By the time they that's get the great. by the time they get the podcast, the video replay will be up on our website and our YouTube. Oh, channel. so so it'll be up there on YouTube, so everybody can watch my camera fall. Off <laughs> times during the day. Did you see that? No, Did I was in, I was in oh, that meeting. God. No. Well, so I'm, I'm working, and I knocked everything. Last night was knock over everything night, okay? Oh, man. So, so I, had my, I, had my, I had my camera on the stand, and I started it in one position. And I was like, all right, this is – it was on my left. And 
it was working out okay for taking, you know, showing them the the finished uh, Dame Street shop building, and then which looks incredible, uh, by I, the way. Thank you. And I started to work with it, and I started. I decided to start working with it, but then the damn camera was in my way from where it was sitting. So I moved it back to the old spot, and I'm trying to get it into the camera stand, and I got it working. It's popping off, and I'm making, I'm bumping this thing the entire time. Okay, and then somewhere in the middle of all of it, the whole camera just pops off and falls off and lands on the floor. Oh no. Okay, yeah, and it's still running. You I'm know? upset that so, I did. I'm upset that I didn't watch this. Yeah. So, um, so that happened. I, I'm, I'm working. People didn't didn't see it happen, but on, I was digging for a paint bottle out of that little because of the camera stand. I was reaching around the camera stand and trying to dig a paint bottle out of my my turntable thing here on my workbench, and I knocked over a bunch of of, of the two ounce bottles, craft paint bottles, and all I have like a little shot glass and it's full of um toothpicks they jam pack full there's like 200 toothpicks in it yes you can get 200 toothpicks into into a shot glass i'm more amazed and, yeah uh, i'm amazed at that yes and um <laughs> you uh so I, I knocked them all over the floor they all fell out some oh, some no. of the paint bottles fell into the trash can next to the to the workbench oh man and it, and you know and i and i pl- tried to play well, quiet like nothing happened but It'll be on the live um, replay, so we'll get that yeah, well, up there. You won't see that. You don't see that part. Well, we'll know now. Well, yeah, it was, but now it was we like know. Everything I touched was falling over. You know. <laughs> well, and uh, so we got we got that coming. So yeah, we can all. Yeah. But now when they watch it, they'll know what was actually going on. Uh, oh man, I was behind I the, the scenes. Dropsies. I had the dropsies. There's nothing worse than being live on camera. And, and you're all and thumbs. Having, and you're all thumbs. You have the dropsies. Things are going wrong. I, the dropsies. You know? what, are you talking to like six year olds? <laughs> yeah, dropsies. You have the tro- you have the dropsies now. Yeah, there's dropsies. All right, on, that's what I that's the term I'm using. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, anyways. All thumbs. I'm all thumbs. All thumbs. That's yeah. dumb too, but whatever. Yeah, it is. <laughs> all right. Could you imagine if your hand was all thumbs? That'd be a weird ass hand. All right. Um, <laughs> I do want to have. I do have. Two other announcements, real quick. Um, one of them you don't even. Two of them you don't even know about. Real, yet um the the one is we well actually we have three announcements so let's do the patreon pump real quick before we get into everything um we just wanted to let everyone know that this week's episode is brought to you by our patrons as always our patrons keep the show alive if you want to do your part and help out keep help out keeping our show running helping us upgrade equipment all the time we do um have some equipment that needs you know we have things we need to pay for to keep this running. So uh, you can head on over to hoscalecustoms.com forward slash support where you can find like a one-time PayPal or our Patreon link or a couple different things, our t-shirt store, which leads me into our second announcement. I'm going to have a new t-shirt out tomorrow. Um, it's, there's a couple weeks in a row now where I'll have a new t-shirt out. This one is actually a viewer-suggested t-shirt from Dan Pugach, and it's a, it's a bottle of I have an illustrated bottle of wood glue, Dad. Yeah? And it says, one glue to rule them all. And it's just a bottle of wood glue on like a tan-colored shirt. So um, Dan suggested like that. Dan suggested that, and I thought that was cool. And it fits me because I literally only use wood glue for like everything. 
um, <laughs> unless I'm forced to work with plastic. So we will have the one glue to rule them all shirt, kind of like the Lord of the Rings play on one ring to rule them all. Uh, yeah. We'll have that shirt up. It'll just be a goofy illustrated bottle of wood glue on the on the on a flesh wood glue colored t-shirt. So it'll look like you're naked with a bottle of wood glue on your chest. But anyways, um, can you get it in other colors? Do I have you to have can. It in, no, you can pick wood. You can pick other colors. Color? Uh, the default okay. when you see it on the site will be on like a, a tan color. Okay. okay. Um, but I will we'll we'll throw it on a few other color t-shirts and let you guys choose. So you can pick browns and grays and stuff too. So yeah, don't worry. Know. We'll have other t-shirt colors. It's just um, it just looks funny as like a wood glue color. So anyways. Um, the other thing I wanted to announce is uh, we have a couple. We were running low on a few um, of the prize kits for the contest. So, um, working with railroadkits.com, we now have more prize kits to give away. So, when we get rid of the ones and we go through the ones that we have left, we have a couple left that you guys can get your hands on, which we'll have the announcement for next. Um the once we're through with these we'll have a new set of prize kits to come out so we want to thank railroadkits.com for the prizes that we're giving away if you want to check out everything that they have jimmy and his website is packed full of awesome stuff Um, he's got tons of great kits they've got the original molds for the fsm castings he has um uh a lot of the i did that i did that annex building the other week yeah that's on there it's a resin kit um, he's got some HO scale structures, some wood structures, some um, resin stuff, a lot of detail parts. Uh, so he is actually, you know, helping us with the contest. And it's he's got kits, kits the, ranging from five dollars all the way up to, to whatever, a hundred and couple. You know, some, yeah. you know, he's got some big ones and some. He's got a lot of really good price kits. The best thing about those anybody. kinds of kits is, with like the lower end. An experienced modeler, it can pick up some of Jimmy's um, or RailroadKits.com's low, uh, cheaper kits and throw a bunch together and make some really cool, uh, very highly detailed small buildings. Or a beginner can oh, get yeah. them. You can, you can get them as a beginner and not worry about you know bitching up a, a eight dollar uh, eighty dollar building. You're only going to screw yeah. up a five to twenty dollar building. Well, not that you're going to screw it up. I'm not saying that. But if you're just getting in the wood kits, there's a big selection of. Uh, kits that you can get where you're not like sinking a you know a large sum of money or a part of your paycheck into a kit you're only you're only spending five to 15 bucks on a kit so you know they're nice man he cuts them nice they're they're really well yeah it's it's great so we we just wanted to say that we do have another batch of a different type too it's a different one so we have the first ones that we were giving out were the um the scale was it the scale shed yeah yeah the I have them right here. The scale house. So we had the scale house. Um, We do have another one that we're going to be giving away in a couple weeks once we run out of the scale house. But I just wanted to announce that we have more kits. So you guys jump on that contest, which we're going to get into right now for your chance to win uh, one of these kits from railroadkits.com. And make sure you go check out his site as well. Um, Definitely. definitely. We do want to jump into the contest really fast before we get into the rest of our content for the week. and we're going to announce our contest winner. And then I'll let my dad tell us about this week's contest. So this week's contest uh, winner was picked uh, by us. It was James Donovan for the best trackside scene. And he did the Miami Erie Canal. And it's a little canal. That was awesome. Yeah. If you want to check it out, it's actually on the comment section of last week's episode. Um, he's got a little canal boat in the 
uh, coming out from under a bridge, and it looks it looks sweet. Yeah, um, it reminds me of the Union Canal in that we did the mm, mm-hmm. event at the in in Lebanon, PA. Yeah. But yeah, it looks like it's it's a cool scene. I really really like it. It's well done. He did. James uh, did an awesome job with that. Yeah. So I will reach yep. out to you, James, and um, we will get a. Um, scale house kit out to you from railroadkits.com and i do want to give an honorable mention to the other the um the other contest comment that was on the pinned post for the episode last week we have to make sure when you guys are entering the contest that you're putting it on the pinned post on our facebook page um it's it'll be the first post at the top of our page but anyways we want to give an honorable mention to the second comment that was on there for a photo comment to dan pugach dan uh we're going to give you a, a A plus for effort. We understand you're just starting your layout, so you don't really have a track side scene yet, and you're laying track. Um, but the effort was there. I love the bare plywood. Uh, we've all been there, so I wanted to give you a shout out for being humble enough to share your bare layout with everyone. Right. So that's it. I just thought it was cool that Dan was, you know. Yeah. It was uh, it was kind of humorous in a way because he's like, yeah, I realize I don't have any trackside scenes, so here's my yeah, layout cool. with just a plywood right now. But uh, yeah. I, we know you're getting there, so we're looking forward to actually yeah. following along as you build up your layout. So I can't wait to see it because he's got some really nice things he's, he's been, been building. He's been doing a lot of cool buildings, so, so. Yeah, it's gonna really look nice when he's getting it done. Yep. But awesome. And as you get one more thing before yeah. we announce this week's contest and move on, as you guys get these contest uh, kits that we're giving out, um. If you're building them, uh, I know Lynn shared the photos of his build on the Patreon page on our on our private uh, Facebook group. But um, if you if you're building these and you're enjoying it and you're whatever you're doing, if you're putting them on your layout, you're putting them in the diorama, share photos with us if, when you get them. Um, yeah, I know it doesn't Bri- always have to be a contest. Just put right. your pictures up. You know. I know uh, Brian just won one and he put a picture up on our on our overtime page of us the, the koozie and the kit on his counter and just said thanks yeah. guys so when you do get them uh, just share a picture with it just with, uh, just to let us know you got it and uh, kind of share the the contest a little bit but anyways let's get into this week's contest so do you want to announce it dad sure this week's contest will be the i want you all to submit a photo of your favorite I didn't say best or the best looking. Your favorite piece of rolling stock. Rolling stock. And it doesn't have to is, be on yeah. a track. It can just be a piece of rolling stock, right? Right. And rolling stock for you people like me who are just into structures and things. A rolling stock is a train car. <laughs> <laughs> okay? I had to Google it. No, I'm kidding you there. But, I mean, take a picture of your favorite rolling stock and then... I want you to uh, put a put a photo up of that. If you do not have one, if you're not, if you're you know you, you don't have a lot of train stuff, or you don't have a layout, or you don't have any trains, then uh, draw a picture of one. <laughs> there you go. It, 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 you know, I don't care if it's a rectangle with some wheels on it. You know put what? It up there. That might pro- that might prove to be more interesting than any of the other contests <laughs> we've did. To draw a picture of your favorite rolling stock. Yeah, if you don't have a rolling stock, draw yeah, a picture of one. That. Because <laughs> I know we have a lot of people listening that, that do dioramas or other types of modeling. They don't necessarily have a layout. Yeah. I'm excited to see everyone's hand-drawn rolling stock. Yeah, man. We're going to pick a winner here. And, oh. uh, so so it's know, either a photo week, either a photo of your favorite or if you want to humor us, uh, yeah. draw one. It might see, win. 
Yeah, who knows? Yeah, I mean, yeah, sh- shoot, knows. if Jason Jensen draws the rolling stock, it might look real. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good, good point. So, uh, all right, that's this week's contest. You guys can get entered to win um, a kit from RailroadKits.com. And um, who want, who doesn't mind a free kit? It's a small kit, but hey, you get a free kit. How can you beat that just by posting yeah. a picture? And a so, koozie. And a koozie, yeah. Yeah. So um, It's great. It, it, it costs you, what, a, a photo on your free digital camera. Yep, free kit. On your phone. So It, took you, it, took, it costs you... A minute of your time. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, that is that. So, um, do you want to hear? Do you want to know the the third announcement? I do because it's a mystery to me. This one you don't know about, and I, I don't actually know about. I have not opened the boxes. I only opened the package to see what it was, but I didn't open the individual boxes inside it. So this is going to be hard for you to see, and I will send you pictures, Dad. But um, yeah, David. And I won't say his last name, but David emailed us about um, some 3D printing that he does. Remember that? And he said he was going to ship us some 3D printed parts that he makes. Yeah, yeah. Um, that he wasn't quite, you know, they weren't sellable, but they were good enough. Right. So, David, I got them in the mail today. I'm opening them up. But David sent us a whole bunch of HO scale. Uh, 3d printed parts and here is some these are tables i'm going to send you pictures as we're talking so you can check them out okay that's fine let me turn my volume down here yeah yeah all right i'm going to put them on messenger for you not text that's fine sorry guys this is really bad radio really bad podcasting but um, (laughs) so i'm sending you the pictures of the table and chair sets cue the elevator music please Oh wow! I'm gonna send you the next oh, picture that's here. Oh, so cool! I think these They're are round tables, like like patio tables, or or round comp, you know, round tables. Yeah. And then they have uh, and and then chairs that you can put around them. Oh, that is so cool! Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna you can say... make it like on a patio outside, or you know, oh my in god, a, in a restaurant. You're not or... gonna believe what we just got. What? I oh my god. Hang on. So that the ta- is so cool. They're 3D printed. They are sweet. You I'm gotta look into a 3D printer, dude. Here's the next set coming at you. This one has like a. That one won't stand up, but. Sounds sounds sounded exciting the way you made it sound there. I'm excited about the tables and chairs. We got the things that you can do with 3D printing in this world now anymore. It's just insane, you know. And this is just proof of it. All right, they're coming your way. Oh wow! Uh, is that a tractor? Uh, it's like a no. It's a. It's like it's on its side. It's like a little. Looks like a pump with two gear wheels on it. Oh, okay. There's two of them. Oh wow! Or it's some kind of mill yeah, machine. Some kind of machine. Are I'm those gonna have radiators. To... There's radiators. Yes, yes, and a porta potty. Big radiators. Oh my God! Porta potties, fire hydrants, and it looks like a tra- uh, pull-along trailer. Yep, like a U-Haul trailer kind of thing. Yeah, we that can. I mean, we can paint so the trailer cool. up. We can paint the trailer up to look like wood. Um, yeah, certainly. Oh, yeah. The porta porta john is too funny. I love the porta john. Yeah. And the little machines. I'm gonna have to ask him what those machines are in his email. Porta john. <laughs> oh, the porta john is sweet. I, I didn't know. I don't even care if it is the 1930s and 40s. We're putting the Portageon. We're putting the Portageon out near the bar. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> now, what is this? I am not too certain. We're, oh, this is, oh, my gosh. This might be, this might not come across very well, but I'll send it. This is so cool. Holy moly. That's a little too big, I think. Hang on. No, that's not. I see. Some of this stuff might not be, I don't know if these are all to scale, but some of it is. Yeah. So here's some desks and chairs coming at you. And I'm going to post these photos on um, on our episode notes, so that way you guys aren't completely in the dark. Uh, this is some kind of, uh, like, tables with, like, a workbench. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm sending them in a second. There's a picnic table. There's a drill press. All right, I'm sending them right now to you. Okay. You guys are really missing out. Yeah, I know. This is... <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I need to play. We need to have elevator music in the background. I'll add some. So we're looking at I'm going to add some in the, when I edit this. We'll take, we're gonna, we're, we'll put some photos to the... Uh, oh, yeah. I'm going to add these photos these online. Yeah, to, to the episode notes. So you people will actually get to see them. But this is amazing, the things you can do I with... Really, I mean, this is... I greatly appreciate uh, what he sent, and oh, I yeah, know yeah. from what he was telling me, he they weren't happy with how these turned out. So for him, it was like oh, wow. kind of sending us, um, you know, things that weren't necessarily. Yeah. For us, we would never notice a difference, but. Oh, those are so sweet. And here's some yeah, more like, machinery. All kinds of tools and machinery, like drill presses and bandsaw. Yep. Uh, some table work workbench tables. Oh yeah, yeah. That's just. So neat. that was a. Um, that I, is so cool. And I knew it was coming today. I didn't know it was coming today. And I knew, mm -hmm. I remember yeah. him telling me about it, and then I forgot about it. Right. And and then it came today, and I was like, David, they, oh, yeah, David sent me that email. And I opened, I was yeah. so excited. I actually, I, I, um, I knew, I left, I got it yesterday, and I didn't open it on purpose because I wanted to wait until tonight to open them on, on the middle right. of the podcast. So thank you, David. Yes, thank you, and and um, I, I, that's that's really really cool, and it's neat to see what can be done now with three D printing with three D printers, and they are becoming more and more affordable to to purchase. Um, but um, yeah, that's something in the future I wouldn't mind getting into as a three D printer. Imagine what you can do with adding detail to your layout overall. I mean, we always talk about the, the era when. George Sellius was able to, um, you know, put all, uh, like all kinds of, you know, his castings in just about every nook and cranny of his city. And we've all seen the photos of that and other on other ones. And, and many times you've asked yourself, wow, you know, if I owned fine scale managers or if I owned, you know, a company that I could you know, cast my own at like that yeah. mass, that would be awesome. You know, my it layout would, be. would look amazing. Well, you know, with, with a 3D printer, you can bring yourself that much closer to that world yeah. uh, of being able to achieve well, uh, and, greater depth and detail. I mean, you still got to paint it and, you know. And you still you have know, to George, buy it. You George still... up there didn't, didn't just, 
he didn't just shit them out. They, he had to make <laughs> them and make them happen. You know, well, and, not, and 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 you still need to buy material and right, right. Um, he but didn't, he didn't do it for free. Just because you have a company doesn't mean you get it for free. Right, right. You know. Well, and the other thing that's amazing about three D printing now is um, the availability online to or to to download. If so, say you're say you don't necessarily have the creativity or the engineering skill to um draw something out and shrink it down to scale not everyone does i mean not everyone has the ability to do that but what we, what it's really cool is there's a lot of open source sites now that offer um open source sites open source oh well not i don't open. want to go to the open source site no you get bed sores and stuff no that'd be bad <laughs> but uh no i meant there's open source websites oh, okay. now free sure. free websites that offer um you know uh, mechanical drawings of gears and of objects that you can definitely grab and shrink down in a CAD program like SketchUp or something that you can throw you don't need to buy AutoCAD for thousands of dollars you can get SketchUp from Google or a couple other free CAD companies um that we know from talking to that Minicon that we were at right work with some of these 3D printers that um you can load these drawings into that you get for free and scale down into a 3d printer um so there's some sites out there that offer some three some free 3d printing um objects that you can print on your own you just need to buy the materials so and and i'm sure i know shapeways exists and there's a couple other sites like that um that do uh let me actually hang on one second let me get that letter out from dave I think he, well, I know he's on Shapeways. Um, Ken Anderson's big on Shapeways. Yes. So yes. this is actually from David. Uh, David sent this. He said um, he designs HO scale detail parts at davesmrs.com, D A V E S M R S.com, and he sells through Shapeways. So actually, what we got today, you can get on his site at davesmrs.com and see what he is making. Um, and you can kind of, well, pro- you're going to put that link up, right? You're gonna uh, put yep. The link, the link up will be in our, notes. in the show description. Yep. So look at our episode notes. And I know a lot of you people listen to the show, but definitely read through the episode notes. I don't know how many people actually do that. And there's a lot of extra information that we're putting out there besides yeah. what's on the show or, or things that we talk about during the show, photos, links, you know, um, you know, we'll talk about certain tools and there'll be a link up there to that tool. So you know, go check those things out each week. Yes. Yeah. Brett does a good job of putting that up, and it's a steady, ste- a steady stream of information that we have every week. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's just it's, it's kind of like the it's kind of like the uh, Spark Notes or summarized version of the episode. Right. So, right. Um, we will throw Dave's uh, link in there at Dave MR, davesmrs.com, and right. um, uh, and I just wanted to read a little letter that Dave included with his his email to us. And it says, uh, he designs HO scale parts. He threw his website in, which obviously we're throwing into the description, and uh, sells through Shapeways. He had some left over, and he wanted to send them our way because it was easier just to send them to us to talk about and, you know, um, promote than just have them laying around. Um, oh, yeah. And he just he, – I, I appreciate the first line of his message that he sent us. Uh, he said, he's been listening to our podcast for a while, and it makes his com- his commute more bearable. So uh, I love that we were able to uh, brighten your commute a little bit, Dave. And uh, we will definitely split these pieces up between my dad and I and throw them into our models as we're starting to build. Um, 
I know that like the the office desks and stuff that, that, that those are those are awesome and I'm now I'm trying to think of what kind of building we can put them into and create like a scene in, within the window almost like a oh, little cool. uh, like a vignette in a window yeah so uh anyways we'll definitely, put, we'll definitely figure something out thank you dave and, and um yes check out his website as well and i said i said it a couple times already but davesmrs.com and the links in the description so Look. all right all of the announcements are out of the way all the fun begins right now you ready I mean, it's yeah. already been fun. We had a bunch Woo-hoo! of we had a bunch of cool stuff. We got some awesome kits to give away. We got some cool 3D printed stuff. Which I this is my first experience with 3D printed things, so I can't wait for you to check them out too because the detail is fine well, on them. Tomorrow night I'll so, be down there. We're gonna be working the layout tomorrow tomorrow evening. Yep. After work, uh, we're going down there. We're gonna have a night of it and have some fun. Yep. So, so yeah, I will check them out. Let's get cracking. So yeah, I want to talk about the rusty car that I made. I don't know what you want to talk about. Do you want to finish up? Do you want to talk about Fame Street at all? No, no. You go ahead on your rusty car. All right, and let we'll me go. And then we'll we'll have fun with yours. Let me go grab the car. Because I loved watching that the other night. Even though it was grainy? Yeah, it started out that way. But once you got rid of the mat and went to that white background, it drastically improved the video image that you had. Um, you know what? You know, I put a post up there. I put a comment up there while you were building about how your, you know, your mat is making your, your camera pixelate a lot yeah. more. Because it has this cross section, oh yeah, um, um, checkered pattern on it for the rule, you know, that they put on these these cutting mats, <clears throat> and um, so your camera was trying to focus on all those di- little different details or on those di- little different squares, and it was taken away from the focus of the actual build. So once you put it on, took it away, and put it on that white paper, it, it came out really nice. Well, yeah, I have it in front of me right now, and this. Might be one of my favorite uh, rust jobs that I've done on anything, and I love rust. So and you're great at rust. And we're not. I'm not bragging because you know you're part of HSCO Customs and my son. Uh, you know, but because if you know you're my son, but if if, if it sucked, I'd tell you. It sucked. You told me already things aren't that great. Yeah, I, mean, I was your hockey coach. I used to tell you if you had a bad game that you sucked. So it was like uh, you know. It, 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 <laughs> I remember. Finally, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? You, I, I, I don't I hate to say this, but on on the rusting end of things, you're like great at rust. I, I mean, I'm sure there's other people out there that are great at doing rust and special effects, but I would have to say rust is your specialty. I just, I love and, it. Uh, I love rust. You know what? You know what's fun, especially the pickup truck. You know yeah. what was fun about the pickup truck was. You and and Jason even commented about how I I think he loves he, he's like I think you love rust more than I do, and <laughs> I it is it's true I love rusting things and you'll you guys will see on the video that I'm gonna do um again on another lifelike vehicle um that'll show up a little more clear is I love I love covering that whole thing in corrosion texture yeah because. Normally on a building or even a roof, you don't cover the whole thing in rust. It would be too much. Yeah. Yeah. But on a junkyard vehicle, that's probably been sitting there for, you know, a long time. Especially a lifelike vehicle. Because if you leave that, if you you 
don't cover the entire lifelike vehicle and you leave any of it as as its original cover. Oh, it's gonna so, look like it's gonna look really like, bad. It's got a really bad turn. You know what I mean? <laughs> Bottom line, it's gonna be a turn. Yeah. It, you know, <laughs> the only way you can make it unturned is to um, cover it entirely in rust. Every well, I, I I do think if you were, I think if you took your time and you primed it and you hand painted it. All yeah. the details you could make it look like a a, a non rusted car, like and yeah. you could make it look like a really nice high end car. Who has time for that? But Except Dan Raymond. Well, Dan would do it. <laughs> Dan would probably do that. I think even Dan would go. Uh, nah, it's not worth my time. Yeah, nah, <laughs> but, yeah. but there's some kind of deep pleasure I got out of taking this shitty lifelike truck that. Otherwise, just looks like you got it out of the. It looks like you ordered it from the Oriental Trading Company, and <laughs> and taking that and turning it into uh, something now that's actually usable on our layout. Mm-hmm. Now, the one thing I did notice, um, we're modeling the 1940s. Yeah. And this truck model, this body is like a 50s truck. Uh, yeah, you know what? Though it's a pickup truck. So no, 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 no. I, 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 I totally get it, and I, I understand. But I, it's just there'll I, be it, somebody that'll go, oh, it's 1956. Well, you know what? Whatever. They can go bug off yeah. then. But I don't care because um, you've sat there next to that garage, next to all those rusty <laughs> piles of tires, yeah. and wheel rims and all that stuff, and it looked perfect there. I think it's, and you I know? think that's where it's gonna set. But um. Uh, I yeah. do want to. I did need to cover the inside of it. So when I did the other one for the demonstration video that I'm going to post, mm-hmm. I did flip it over and spray paint the inside black before I got working on it. This one I'm going to actually have to hand paint the inside of it flat black. Um, hey, we got that 12 millimeter um, static grass. Let's put when we put it down. When we put it down in its place, let's take because there's no windows on that thing. Oh yeah. So let's make some 12 millimeter coming glass, out of the top of the coming, coming out, out of the window of the side windows and stuff. Not too much, but just like little clumps of it sticking oh, up yeah. out, outside the windows. I love that. Like or coming glass. out of the wheel wells. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, I love it. We're oh, you that. know what we could do? Oh my god. Oh my gosh. You ready for this? I could put some earth in the bed of the truck. Yeah. And then put some static grass in the bed of the pickup truck. Not a lot. Not a lot. But just where, like, it would be, like, a little bit of dirt has now collected in the bed in the corner of the pickup truck. Or better yet. No, go ahead. What? No, you're fine with the dirt there, but I was thinking putting, like, just a little bit of that moss that we have and that we were going to test. Well, still, we could cover this in, in yeah. diorama stuff. Yeah, and 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 make it look like now the Earth is now reclaiming this truck. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, we're gonna do that. So we're gonna. When they're, you they're, got all excited there, when you got all excited there, it it, it was it was a little bit scary. No, I just all, I love it Russ. All, it was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, and it was like, it, it was kind of like, it was kind of like um what was that what's that show um I'm a little worried. No, yeah, it, it, no, the uh, the show with Sheldon on it. The, Big uh, Bang the Theory? Big Bang Theory with all the geeks. Oh, yeah. And I was like, man, we just became total freaking Hey, you know what, though? Just I am we a Rust. We geeked it out. We geeked it out. I'm a Rust geek. So, yeah, um, we're all geeks. I, I, um, yeah. 
totally. I embrace it. I embrace it. But uh, so I will be doing another video. But I kind of wanted to kind of recap of what I did with that this week. Um, and and that was my first experience ever. You're gonna laugh at this. You're gonna love this too. Um, that was the first time ever I've worked with the uh, what's it? The crusted rust deposits. I did yeah. not. I did not touch them until that. Uh, I use them. I use them a lot. No, I'm saying, I'm yeah. saying that was my first shot at it. Yeah, you borrowed them from me. I know, but I yeah. didn't even touch them until that that live night. Yeah, that was cool. So you made that come out awesome. I um I did I did use the corrosion texture before, which that stuff is, uh I'm I I, I love AK stuff. I love it. Yeah. But I think that's the same thing. <laughs> I think it's the same stuff they use for the asphalt, but it's brown. But I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not 100 percent sure, but it's very similar to the asphalt. It, it might be a I little. Think, I don't think it is. I don't. No, no. It might be. It, I think it's a little different because it's kind of it, the asphalt. It's, gra it's granular. It breaks apart yeah, a little bit. The asphalt yeah. stuff is goopier. It's more of a, yeah. a tar material. Yeah, sure. um, but it's still funny when you're when you're applying it with the brush. It feels like you're putting the asphalt stuff on. You know, I'm like. Oh, I like I love the corrosion texture stuff, and I, I I do mine just a little, not too much different than what you do. Um, well, I think if I had been doing something that wasn't so, right. the, the whole premise of doing this truck was to make it absolutely destroyed. Right. So, I, I probably like to use corrosion texture in small areas. Yeah. Small tiny I, areas. I you would were do, doing the whole truck. I would do that. Um, like if we have some rolling stock that's sitting still, um, when we finish our industrial area, I, I plan on having some turnouts that aren't functional. Yeah. And um, if we have some like cosmetic turnouts, basically, where yeah. they're not functional, where they slide into a uh, loading area for a warehouse, I wouldn't mind putting a couple um, pieces of rolling stock that aren't movable they're not moving ever but they're just right. sitting there and that's where i would use the corrosion texture and some of the crusted rust deposits on like the corners corners of box cars and things where they're just sitting there for a while um very lightly not as heavy as i did with this pickup truck oh speaking of which um the corrosion texture when i do it i do it on on um i've done it a lot on fire escapes the metal fire oh yeah yeah and you thin it, it out a little more yeah and i only put it in little certain corners you know and you know little areas where i think the, the water would accumulate and rust and turn to corrosion and and then what i do is i just dab it on in little tiny specks like because they're like sand they're like sand granules uh, yeah you know that kind of thing and and, when and then you, you have when and you then i just use my um after it's done and it dries a little bit then I just take my um, rust deposits and I just touch them very with a fine tip. Touch them right on those little pockets of the granules, and uh, really kind of draws out, gives them a different color to them. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I, go ahead. No, I, I I love the crusted rust deposits, and my favorite, my favorite. I'm hoping yours is the same way. My favorite part about the crusted rust is the buildup around the top of the lid. Oh, yeah. And you get a little bit of that on your brush, and it's, like, chunky. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Now, the one thing that's scary about the crusted rust. Well, if you shake it up enough, 
then you'll you can get that. I shook the shit out of that bottle, and it was still <laughs> the still around the top. It was like yeah. it, you can't around the lip of the, the the mouth of the top of the bottle. You yeah. cannot get that stuff to undo unless you hit it with the brush. Yeah, or if you get, I, I've taken like an old exacto blade and uh, scoop it down. You scrape it out, and you, go, you just kind of let it fall back into the bottle. <laughs> no, but I like <laughs> I liked it for no, but I but I like to use it the turns into a sludge. I like to use the clumpier sludge that yeah. accumulates up top um, oh, yeah. for some of the areas that are a lot heavier. Sure, you know you don't need so when you're working with the the beautiful thing, and you'll see in that YouTube video, the beautiful thing about the crusted rust deposits, in my opinion, is how um, flexible they are. Yeah. So you can grab a really thick, chunky section of it and just hit an area with it where you want it to just be corroded and almost rusted through. Yeah. Or you can get you can dip your you can shake it really well and dip your brush down into the thinner part that's actually been mixed up well, right. and use it more like a wash. Okay. Especially once you mix it with your mineral spirits, then it becomes oh, yeah. a lot lighter of a effect. Right. You know, so then you might be able to see some of the paint that's below the um, tech, the below the corrosion, and that that's what I did on my truck. There's there's some sections that are like body panels where they're flat and vertical, where um, there's some paint showing through. So you can go from that's why I love these things, these these products from AK, the crusted rust deposits, is you can go from like the one extreme to the other, um, mm-hmm. and it's just based on how patient you are and how and how flexible the product is oh yeah i love working with them I, as you can see because you borrowed them i've used them pretty heavily yeah well and, i uh, ordered my own yeah, set today i bottle, still over half full you know well the bottle's still over half full i got my own set today so look out yeah because yeah. this whole god layout long, ugly, Oop, low, this, whole, a barn animal. this whole layout's uh, gonna be <laughs> covered in rust but you have uh you know you have definitely um, I've, I've used those jars that you were using the other night, and what would you say? They're half to three quarters full. Oh, they're still and, three quarters. Uh, yeah, they're still three quarters, and I've had. I've used and that's after. Go ahead. Two years. Well, and, two years. and and that's after I used a. Uh, I'm sure you saw my live video or heard because it was so pixelated you couldn't see this the thing. Um, I actually used an eyedropper and made my own uh, rust wash. Did you see that? Oh, wow. No. So um, in that live video I explained, I used uh, the heavy crusted rust deposits, uh, streaking grime, rust streaks, the uh, – what's, what's the green streaking one? Uh, slimy The green, slimy green. Slimy grime. Yeah, slimy grime. I used that and I used – And slimy grime dark. Yes. And I used um, a tiny bit of India ink. And I yeah. mix that with mineral spirits, right? Um, and I made a rust-colored wash. It's almost like a dingy, dull wash. And that's what I went over last. If you were watching that live video, I went over the whole truck with that last to completely dull down the effect of the rust uh, and kind of even it out. Yeah. Um, but not not enough to ruin the effect. Just enough to kind of. Um, make it more of a gentle gradient, right? Uh, right. And and that's my own little concoction. I I could never tell you how I made it because I didn't measure anything. I just right. squirted a whole bunch of stuff in there and made a wash. Uh, and it turned out I like it because it, it 
what it does is the, there's just enough mineral spirits in there to kind of tone everything down. Um, right. And you don't need to put a lot on. You just need to quickly cover the, the model in it or the rust or the rusted area in it. But then it also leaves, because of that mixture of different AK products, it also leaves a little bit of a, uh, like a brownish rust colored hue on everything. Oh, wow. So, anyways, that was my own You know what's going to happen? You just read all that off, and now AK itself is going to hear that and go out and make a bottle and sell it for eight ninety five. Well, if they do, just send me a free bottle. That's all I ask. <laughs> <laughs> and and I do wanted to say, we push AK quite a bit on our show. Because um, it, we love it. You know? and, 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 but, but it's completely... Uh, it's completely just on our own will. We don't, obviously, no one needs to go out and buy all the AK stuff yeah. that we have. We understand you, that it's very, it's not cost effective if to go all out and buy it all in one paycheck. We've never, right. we did not accumulate the amount of AK stuff we have in a week. So yeah. this is over a few years of buying AK stuff. So A little bit here, a little bit there. Yeah. We so when, out, we when we talk about all of the... Right. So when we talk about all the AK things that we have, uh, we've had other people talk, you know, comment on things we do or they'll say to us, man, you guys, it must be nice to have all that AK stuff. Well, yeah, it is because we've bought it over three years. It's not like two of us. Right. And we've bought, but, but collective, but even if you're one person over two years, if you're buying, um, a little bit at a time or three years, you're buying a little bit at a time as you need it then you're going to end up with a nice collection because this stuff doesn't go away. It's not like you're going to use it all up in a week. No um, way. It's very, very, it's very concentrated. Yeah, so. I have an EK product that we have never used. It was sent to me ooh. as a gift by one of the manufacturers of the kit companies. Okay, I, uh, okay. I'm, I'm sorry, I walked away from my mic. I won't mention him because I do not want, I do not want him well, anyways. to become indoctrinated with a. Uh, indoctrinated? Um, what the hell is indoctrinated? How do you pronounce it? In, uh, inundated. 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 Yeah. Indoctrinated. It was a gum I was chewing. Anyhow. It was a what? It is. Oh, oh okay. The gum. Okay. You ever see the? Uh, if you go to the AK site, you'll see they have AK real colors. Uh, I have uh, not. There are special paints. They're like uh, high, high end paints. Are you, is it They're a? Is it colors. a spray paint? It is not. Well, I mean, I guess you could. Um, I hear a lot of I hear a lot of rattling right now. I'm, I'm trying to open the bag they're in. Oh, okay. I haven't even used them, and I think we need to try them. Okay. But I need to look into them more on the AK site. Now, this one here is yellow. This one is uh, pale blue, and then the other one that I have here is deck deck tan. Is it under paints? They're yeah, 8K interactive, and they are the um, real colors. That's what this the standard real right colors. I'm there now. And I don't know what I don't know how what they're how they're applied. If they're if they go to you know to regular automobile models or things like that, I'm not sure. Oh okay, um, I see here. But um, yeah, the real colors, and I have three of them here. We can test out sometime. And nice. They've never been opened, so. Um, they were, are they, they were are they in a, to be as are a they an enamel? Testing gift. I, yes, they are enamel. Yes. Huh. Let's see. They also yeah. have acrylics. Maybe uh, it is acrylic. Uh oh. What? Hmm, nothing. I just saw professional, professional high quality paint. 
I just saw something I want. Oh. This is dangerous. I need to get off this website right now. Yeah. <sighs> Why am oh, I on yeah. this website again? It doesn't say if it's a code or not. Uh, RC RC007. Maybe it is a code. Huh. Uh, I don't know. I have to, I have to, I'm going to open them one up. I'm going to open one up while we're live here. There you go. And we'll check it out. I think they're, I'm now. pretty sure it's enamel. Let's see. Um, we'll know if I, if I taste it. <laughs> well, I'm waiting on the results of this taste test. Inside again, eating the paint chips. Is it enamel? Please tell us. I'm checking it out on my. My dad has a my dad has a very refined palate for enamels. <laughs> um, no, it's uh. What's the country I, of origin from this enamel? I don't. I don't know. I guess it's Europe or something. <laughs> made in, made in the EU. Does it go go? Does it go well with a uh, white EU, wine? That's pretty broad based, isn't it? That doesn't really tell a squat, does it? Made does, in the EU. So, so after your initial taste test, does it go well with a red wine or a white wine? Well, I'm trying to see if it's if it's what it's made of. This is pretty bad. Here, I'm on their website, and it says, um, uh, which one are you looking at? I am looking at RC007, and it is yellow. Okay. It is a... Acrylic lacquer varnish made from improved okay, so chemical was, formula over brand over other brands in the market. Okay, so um, it is a high it's a high end acrylic. Yes, um, okay. holds firmly with all weathering products. Maybe diluted with AK Interactive specific thinner, which pro- is probably mineral spirits. Anyway, okay. <laughs> or thinners from other manufacturers intended for acrylic lacquer paints. Okay, so it's an acrylic. It's a non vinyl. I'm gonna try some of it on my newest model. Cool. Yeah. It looks cool. Yep. Um, so, anyhow. And I know if yeah. you're interested in getting some of that stuff, you can get it on um, a few different sites. I know Scale Hobbyist has it, and I know F- uh, Scale Models has it. Right. Uh, a few of them. Probably not the entire collection, because I'm looking here, and they have eight pages of it on their Europe site. Yeah. Uh, we need to make a trip to Europe. Yeah. Uh, anyhow. So, so yeah, there's that. It's, oh my god, you can buy their whole. About paint. <gasps> you can buy the whole set. I can't. So, anyways, account. I finished the Thames Street shops. <laughs> All right, I'm clicking off this site, Thames Street. Okay. I I finished the Thames Street shops last night, and uh, a lot on the live. Uh, I had the building primarily all done. I added my own signs. I used my own signs on the build. Um, I painted it what I thought was the same color that was being painted on the original, according to when I've seen the photos of it and everything else. Yeah. Which I thought was green. <laughs> Until after I started painting it and I realized that it wasn't. It was, <laughs> it was it's like a wheat color. But I like the green, and everybody else seemed to love the green, and uh, so we, I, you know, I'm glad I stuck with it. I, I am happy, extremely happy, with how the whole thing turned out. I, I um, am I, in love with that. I'm not always happy with my models, and I was really happy with that one. And um, well, you better yeah. be. You damn it! You took eight months to make it. I didn't take that long. 
but, I'm kidding. But um, yeah, I loved how the brick turned out, and I love the storefront, uh, which is not even a storefront anymore because we turned it into office buildings. And um, you know, it's neat. It, it's it's got it's it's weathered, but it's not weathered such. No, it's main. It's a maintained degree. age. It's, it's an, a maintained. It's an, it's an aged building that's been maintained well. Correct for. And I think that's a, I think that's a key thing that we might, maybe that's what we'll get into with our next um, topic here on this week's podcast is the difference between, the difference between weathering and an aged building. Yes. Yes. So anyways, continue with theme streets because I have a couple things I wanted to talk about with this. Okay. Well, I, I, I did last night, I did details like, um, the parking meters, and uh, which I never did tell everybody who made the parking meters. Who made we the parking meters? Too. I have. I wanted to get a check. Hold on, I'm yelling over here. There they are. Um, Dave Cruzwick wanted to know, and I will write back to him tonight for too long. I couldn't remember who it was. I have the actual package that they came in. It's called High Tech, um, High Tech Details HO Scale. Um, so it's high tech details. It's who makes these. Okay. Exact scale, HO scale parking meters. Um, and they are out of California, that company. But it's high tech details. It's a company that makes them. And uh, so, anyways, I put parking meters on. We painted them and we put street lamps on or street lights. On the sidewalks, and we put um, I put two figures on park benches, that kind of thing. And we added those details. I added a sign to the back because the back wall seemed a little uh, bare. After looking at it, it looked pretty bare. Didn't have any, any extra writing or detail or signage on it. So I thought, you know what? Let's let's give it a little something, something. And we made an office in the back side yeah. for an insurance company. So. Yeah, it was cool. I really loved doing it. I loved the roof on the top. I loved working my first time with a, a mansard roof, and um, you know, I, I've heard them talked about, but I never, and I've seen them on other models, and particularly this one that caught my eye, and I've never built one, and it was it was interesting and fun to do. I enjoyed it. You never did a, a mansard roof? No, that's the first time I've done the mansard roof. Oh, yeah. I was I was yeah. trying to think. I did one on Rankins. Yeah, he did one on Rankins. I don't believe the yeah the the one the uh, the jazz club is flat. Yeah, it's got a flat so, roof. Yeah, hmm, that's yeah. amazing. I I thought you would have done one by now. Nope, never did one. And uh, I thought you know what, it was kind of fun. It was uh, neat to do. They are fun. I like and they're yeah. unique. Yeah. So they add a lot of height to a building as well. Yes, uh, yes, cause, they do. Because I'm looking at the photos of yours, and if it had just had a regular flat roof. Um, yeah. it'd been a pretty, it'd been a shorter well. building. Yeah. So you add a whole third yeah. story with that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. So yeah. cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. it looks, it. it looks it, good. It was my, a lot of fun. My favorite part about it is actually of all the things is the, um, the, I don't know what you call it. Like the, the things over top of the window mantles on top of the windows. Is it a man? Not a mantle. The, the details on top of the windows. Oh, the the headstones. The headstones. The keystones. The keystones on top of the windows and the the right. yeah. I, I don't know. I, yeah. I I don't know why I like them. I'm just drawn to them. Yeah, they they, they were really cool. Um, they were even even cooler because um, Jeff from um, 
Carolina Craftsman kids, Jeff Groove, he when he puts these in there, they are they're already of course they're laser cut, right? And they're they're the lintels over the they go over the you know lintels over the yeah over the over the window mm-hmm. the header and and the, and the little on the bottom. And uh, what they are is um, they're adhesive. Uh, they adhesive backed, so you just peel and stick them. I paint them. Love them. Yeah, and they they were so easy to work with, and they were so easy because you 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 know they're peel and stick, but you had a little bit of time before they really stuck hard, to where you could like position them perfectly. Right. And, uh, I really really liked them. Yeah, it was it was fun to build that kit. That was a fun kit to build. I you know. I like the results. Yep. Thank you. So Thank you. Um, let's get into our next thing, and it kind of deals yeah. with what you've already been working on. Is the difference between weathering a building and aging a building where it's maintained mm-hmm. and uh, one where it, instead of making it look old and beaten, where you're just making yeah. it look like it's been aging in place but still as an active building. Right. Right. So hang on. So, Actually, one second. I'm literally going to... Sh- Give me one minute. I'll be right back. Got it. I'm back. It's nice to know you. Hey, welcome back. It's nice to see you flushed. Fifty. Could you hear it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're so, back. Um, All right. So, yeah, let's get into the difference between aging and weathering. Yeah, aging and weathering. Um, well, you know, weathering is like what is left as residue on a building. Um, you know, you're your rainwater and your grime and, and dust and dirt and things like that. That's, you know, that's things that happen decay. With, with weather. Yeah. Decay. Um, that kind of thing. Age is also, it's not where it necessarily decay, but it's like, like what happens with the coloring of brick over time? Um, it, it, it gets, you know, it changes colors and it gets darker or lighter and, uh, or fades out, you know, sun is not weathering. Sun mm-hmm. is just light light damage, you know, basically when things fade out. Um, so, you know, if you see old brick in a town, let's that's you and I love Gettysburg, right? Yeah. We'll use that as an example. Like we've used it many times. Um, you go into a town like that and there's brick buildings all up and down the streets. That's the type of town it is. Okay. They're old. They're 160 years old. Some of those buildings that are original buildings from the civil war. Um, and they're still in their prime condition. They were built before the Civil War. Right. Um, they're still in their prime condition. They're still totally the same bricks. Um, but, you know, they're older. And they look older. And they're not dirty. They're not covered in, you know, dirt and grime so much as they, uh, they're they just older-looking bricks. Now, the mortar in between them gets older. And that does... Um, 
know, that can, that can be replaced or whatever right. over time. But yeah, there's a difference between aged and weathered. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, and, would, and, and, and different buildings lend themselves to different types of weathering. So, um, right. you know, if, like you built the Thames Street, which ended up being more of an office building. Well, right. if it was an active business and it was an office, like you have a law office there and, you know, right. that would be a bit, that would be a business in town that even in the Depression era or even in the 40s, um, uh, yeah. we, we don't want to, you don't need to, it doesn't need to be old looking no. because no. as a lawyer's office in the forties, you still want it to look it nice. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it, it can, it, it might've been a 60, 80, whatever year old building in the forties still. Right. Um, but like it's nobody still, nobody wants to go to the lawyer who doesn't look like <laughs> An office, okay? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's the lawyer. He doesn't look like he's very successful. He's not going to help you with your cause very much. Hey, he's know? not the... This isn't so, the lawyer. This isn't the ambulance chaser lawyer and, and the one that... Yeah, well, the, it is. It's, it is because it says uh, mm. pain pain and suffering. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but still, yeah, I mean, it's... it's suffering. But you're, 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 you're still making right. a building where there's an active business and it's more of an office right. setting and... Um, it would be maintained right. a little better. So, with that though, the building can still look old, but it doesn't have to look dilapidated and like it's like it's corroding. Right. <laughs> you don't want right, to exactly. you don't want to go to the lawyer's office that looks like it's uh, got a hole in the sure. wall and there's a cat pissing on the corner. You don't want right. you don't want uh, a, a rundown office building. Right, and then and that's the thing with with a building like that. It's it's just aged and maintained it doesn't have to be an office building either it can be a, a store a well-maintained store or a factory it could be anything factory um if it has wood or wood clapboard doesn't mean you have if you you can still keep it looking nice because half of this building is wood sided and so i kept the wood siding nice and clean and freshly painted because i think they would have done that and had this been a more modern building restored and and used as Thames street shops as of today mm-hmm. um and uh they that wood would would have been replaced with new wood you know and redone right and you know so um you know it, it's just a matter of maintaining uh the building so yeah i mean this is you know it's nice to to do aged brick i love the aged brick it's not overly stained uh, but it has many, many, many different colors. I used eight different colors of brick on it. It's very... Uh, and I hand painted Yes, it's very captivating yeah. when you look at that to see all the different colors in there. Well, when you zoom in on the bricks, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, But yeah, so... But yeah. The, and then you go to the other extreme where um, you have a building where it's, it is weathered very heavy, right? Right. So let's talk right. about that side of it. So um, you also have buildings where you yeah dust and grime and dirt and mud and everything else gets splattered. Yeah, I mean, the like I have the uh, yeah. Roland's welding that I did. Well, sure. for me, Roland's welding. If I think about a a garage or a welding shop or a, a steel fabrication shop or whatever. Um, I don't think about them worrying necessarily about the appearance of a building because. Uh, maybe I'm just generalizing welders. I'm sorry to all the welders out there, but uh, I yeah. think of them more about uh, their fabrication of their products or welding. Right. And I 
would lend to I would lend that to a dirtier, grimier building because it's an industrial building that isn't necessarily as concerned about the looks of the building. Yeah. So and they're dealing with dirty, nasty, uh, grimy industry. Not a nasty industry. I didn't mean it that way, but it's a grimier right. industry. So um, things like an iron forge or a a welding shop or a sawmill. Like your sawmill is weathered pretty a little heavier. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. then again, a sawmill probably doesn't really care what the building looks like as much because they're <laughs> cutting wood all day. They don't get, they don't have time to wash their building and keep it clean. Right, right. Um, I'm not worried about that. Right. Sure. So uh, things like that. The Colombo breads, I didn't weather quite as heavy because mm. now it's aged, but it's not weathered. So right. I aged the clapboard by um, uh, giving it a wash, but I did not weather the building very heavily because it's a bread factory, and I don't want my bread to come from a place that looks like it's got. Uh, I don't want my bread to be made in a place that looks like it's uh, <laughs> uh, also making steel beams. It, it's just not, <laughs> it, you know, you don't want that. So it is yeah. a, it's an older looking building, and the greens are darker and more defined because I put a couple washes on it, but I did right. not overweather the building. So. Right. Um, it just, it just depends on what you're doing and it depends on the industry, which probably, you know, you guys understand and you get it, but, but the more important thing is your inner city buildings don't necessarily all have to be weathered very heavy. They just have to be aged properly. Right. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. I mean, I I think that's a key, that's a key point. And it it probably goes the same. you You can have some too that look brand spanking new. Yeah, which we don't you have. Know? <laughs> I know. We got we to think about that. We need to work on but, that. Well, I don't want to make them too brand spanking new. Nothing should look totally brand new. I agree with because that. Because even, even after a month or two, buildings will start showing a little dirt. Right. You know? Well, It's just the way it is. And um, and I just don't want that. So, uh, <laughs> But the, the other thing that this is applicable to is things like vehicles or streets. Or even, yes. um, uh, even we don't have uh, we don't have much rolling stock or much many locomotives. But even with locomotives, it's the same thing. Yeah. Same with rolling stock. You know, uh, you can weather your stuff and you can age your stuff. So um, take streets for example. We have some streets that we've been working on, and some of them are kind of in the restaurant district, bar district, which are a little you don't have them as cracked looking. Right. Whereas I have the street that I made that runs up from the Goober's garage past the little um, uh, coal building mm-hmm. yeah. uh, up to Wiley's waterproofing and Roland's welding. Well, that street is on kind of a back roady. Uh, it's a back road. It's it's near some. In, it's getting into the industrial area. It's probably not as well kept. So there's some potholes in it. I threw some potholes hey, in. Doesn't get a lot of TLC. Right. I well, and I actually made potholes by using some pens and pencils and and mm-hmm. screwdrivers and denting. I dented the foam before I yeah. painted it with different things that I thought were shapes of potholes, roughly my fingertip, yeah. my pinky, um, some different dowel shapes of dowel rods and different shapes of things, and I I threw some potholes in very lightly, but I still made a couple. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I, as, long, yeah, as long as it don't look like a sinkhole. Well, yeah. no, no, it doesn't. And if you take, I, I found, <laughs> I found if you take like a pen and you poke a hole in it, and then you rough the edge up with a Zacto knife, 
uh, you're yeah. actually creating a nice little, you can create a nice little handmade pothole, which isn't, it doesn't look like it's going to swallow a whole man, but it's a pothole. Yeah. Um, cool. Because you're going to need that. So that's the same thing with a road. You can have roads that are aged, but are in right. better shape, or you can have roads that are weathered very heavily and they're driven on hard and not maintained as well with potholes and cracks. Yeah. And the other thing I, and here's something I don't see a lot of other modelers doing, and I'm not calling out anyone in particular. I'm calling out everybody is, um, I've done a little bit of research on road types and there's concrete roads and asphalt roads, macadam, whatever you call it all the way back through most of the errors that people model. Um, if you get into like the more of the Western out West modeling, it's a lot of dirt roads, but if you're doing yeah, cities, late, late 1800s, yeah, that kind of 1800s thing, yeah. and late 1800s and earlier, uh, yeah. you don't get as much, but from like yeah. the depression era, George Selios era forward, um, yeah. I mean, F FNSM Franklin, South Manchester forward Yeah. that depression era forward, you get a lot of roads of macadam and asphalt and concrete that you, so when you're driving down any of those types of roads, you see repairs. I notice yeah. it whenever I'm driving, you probably notice it when you're driving, everyone sees it. We drive over them every day where there's patches and there's, there's areas where there's like tar dripped into the cracks to keep it from spreading. Yeah. Um, and I don't see that modeled very much and we're guilty of it too. So yeah. what I kind of want to see is people doing their roads with patchwork and pothole repairs and right. um, where there's a crack running along concrete. You ever seen where they drip the tar into the, the crack to keep it from spreading? Yeah. yeah. Why don't we model that? I don't know. I've not I've seen it. Uh, there's a video out there by uh, Kathy. Oh, Bellick. dang it. You're going to prove me wrong. Ugh. And she did a road <laughs> video where she actually did some tar lines on there, at random tar lines and things like that. And um, I'm sorry, Kathy. Uh, it turned out really. It turned out really good. Her road is a real. It's a really cool tutorial. I too just don't see. Do I don't see as many people doing it. Yeah. Now but, I'm not um, saying yeah. that nobody does. We it. need to do it. We should do it too. I'm not saying nobody does it. Because I know someone listening is gonna say, "Well, I do it." I'm not saying yeah, you don't. Yeah. That that guy, you do. We know you do. Right. We know you do it, guy. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> the but but I see a lot of. Well, I got a great, I got a beef in. Well, hang Go on, ahead. real quick. I'm just gonna wrap this up in ten seconds. I see a lot of people that don't do it though. They put roads down yeah. and they weather them and they put potholes in them and they put cracks in them and they look fantastic. But yeah. I'm challenging myself, you, you and me. And some of our other modelers that we follow to start doing roads um, with repairs. Because, I mean, they would have been doing repairs on these roads because they wanted to keep driving on them. So, um, yeah. it's just something I've been noticing as I drive around. I see these patches on roads that I drive on and I realize right. I'm not doing it on my layout. Well, they would have been keeping up with roads. So, right, right. that's it. Pristine. That's yeah. the challenge I put out to all. Well, no, but I'm saying the municipalities would have been trying to keep up with repairs. Right. Right, Even in right. the 30s and 40s and 50s. So, right. that's it. That's all. Moving on. That Sounds was my good. challenge okay. to every modeler out there listening. Cool. What's well, your bitch? Here's a, well, it is a bitch. But <laughs> I really didn't know it was a bitch until recently. And I'm guilty of it, as anybody else is. But I want to know why. And um, maybe people can answer some questions for us, too, here in the future. But 
Um, your uncle Mark, my brother Mark, uh, has nothing to do with model rotary whatsoever, at all. Okay, I shot him a picture of the Thames Street shop because okay, he wanted to see it. So I sent him some photos on my camera, on my camera phone, and I texted him to him. And he was looking at him the other night, and he goes, "Oh, that looks great." He called me back. He said that looks great. He said, "Yeah, thanks." He goes, "I got a question though." He said, "On all the photos I see of your buildings that you put up." Uh, when I put it on Facebook and whatnot. Yeah. And um, he said, I never see any gutters on along the roof. You know, rain oh, like, like green gutters and downspouts. No, I've seen downspouts. He, he, didn't, he didn't say about downspouts. Okay. But he said about gutters and downspouts. Okay, I've seen downspouts. You know, that's true. But he's right. I've never seen gutters. Not one kit manufacturer out there makes gutters. Even on the buildings that I built, uh, scratch built, I've never put gutters on. I don't see any manufacturer making gutters. I don't even rarely see them on the plastic buildings. Let me fire up all. the Google machine here. And why is there no gutters on buildings, on a lot of these buildings that we built? And if you are out there and you make gutters, now I'm not talking about rain spouts. So we've all done rain spouts. You put a pipe on the side and whatever, bend it at the bottom, and you can make rain spouts. They're easy. You know, in fact, you can use them to hide ungodly lines on your on your joints where the walls connect okay but um the everybody's done that but can, if anybody out there has done some gutters oh or if my they can recommend to me how to do gutters i found some or share with us online how they make their gutters and uh, or share some photos i want to see it i want to hear about this next week. i did find some we'll do it right on our website what did you find? I found um, a couple companies Who's that got... make them. Microengineering. Yeah, but nobody puts them on their kits, Brett. And Pike Stuff Gutters. There's two companies I found that make them. I, no, I'm right. not saying I'm not, I'm agreeing with you, but I'm just saying yeah. I found two manufacturers that make them. Right. Uh, and actually, they're on eBay only. And I look at people's layouts and photos and all the photos we see of other people's builds. Uh, it's not just the manufacturers; it's the builders. I'm not seeing them done on the ki- on finished finished buildings that people model. Um, I'm really not seeing the the uh, the rain spouts or uh, gutters. I see rain spouts, but not gutters. So, hmm. and that's even in the larger scale stuff. I see. I don't see. I now what I do see the rain gutters and spouts on are the people that are artists that do just the the walls they do wall art you know they make a, like, a storefront wall and that's all there is to it. <laughs> find them a lot on on instagram they're, they're amazing artists if they oh my god they did full-scale buildings they would blow everybody out of the water those guys are amazing they all they do is wall art um i've seen them put gutters on their front of their buildings but you know rarely do i see gutters what what, what are you oh my gosh about Nothing. I'm gonna just leave it be. Anyways, uh, okay. It's not worth mentioning. Anyways, there are a couple people that do, um, hand make like they they've put them on their buildings, but it's not like something like you said. I don't. You don't see it everywhere. Yeah. What would you use to make to replicate that? Well, I would I mean, use. Would I would use these ones that I found from oh, microengineering, okay. because I'm not making them on my own. When they only cost three dollars and sixty cents. 
Oh, okay. Well, then that's, that's not so bad. <laughs> I just found them on eBay. I might, I might look into them. I might look into it. it. might be something that might be worthwhile putting on. Microengineering HO gutter and downspouts. Cool. $3.60. How many you get? Six of them. Six of them. That's enough to do like a building and a half. For $3. Yeah. There's a couple different ones. That was on eBay. There's a few other ones. So they're there. They are out there, but I don't, you're right. I don't yeah. see them overutilized. Yeah. So, anyhow, that's all I have for it. Okay. Well, that was good. Just, I thought it was interesting. Uh, that was an interesting observation from a non model railroader. Yeah. Right. You know, right. That brought it to my attention. I thought that was really interesting. So, cool. But, well, of course, your Uncle Mark would be the one. Yeah. Like, what a, what a strange thing for him to point out. Like, like that's, I mean, I'm, yeah. I give him kudos because he pointed it out. Yeah. But uh, it took someone like that to rec- to realize that they aren't on there. Right, right. Which is kind of sad because we do these all the time and all of our friends and then people we know that yeah. model do them all the time and we don't ever right. bring it up to each other. It takes someone that doesn't no. even do it to bring to it bring up. bring it out. Yeah. So, all right. Oh, that's it. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about your tool of the week. You got a tool this week? I'm putting you on the spot. Oh, boy, man. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm putting you on the spot. You did. You really did put me on the spot this week. Um, I can go first if you if you want me to. Yeah, please please do. I think I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. All right, all right. My tool. Covered most of my tools. What? Go ahead. Well, my tool is um, it's not really a tool. It is more of a product, but it is a useful thing on the uh, on my arsenal of things. Hang on, let me grab it real quick. And it's actually something that you got me, and I didn't think I would enjoy, but um, I love it now. It is the B&J, the Master's Brush Cleaner. Oh, yeah, yeah. I used it the other night on the show. I am in love with mine. You bought it for me for Christmas. Um, I love it. It really takes care of your brushes, man. So that's my tool of the week. Uh, It is the... It's called the Master's Brush Cleaner and Preserver. I love it. It it cleans literally every type of paint that I use uh, on any brush. It does uh, all of them. So it does my oils. And not just clean, not just clean the paint out. What it does is it preserves your brushes. Yeah, you know when you you know when you clean them with just water, and then yeah. you you think they're dry, you think they're clean, and you put them back in the your cup holder or whatever you, your cup or your brush holder, whatever you have made for to hold your brushes. And then you get it back out like a day or two later and it's, it's hard and you gotta crack, you gotta like break, break the bristles loose. When you use this thing, it does not, you don't need to do that. It's ready to roll. It's like you just got it out of the pack. Yep. Yep. And I love it. You can reshape the, you can reshape them. It smells good too. It does smell good. I just smelled it. Hey, listen, I'm going to open it up. Between mm. me eating paint and you smelling brush cleaner. <laughs> hey, I think it's safer to smell the brush cleaner than it is to, eat, to taste the enamel paint. Well, it was acrylic. It was acrylic. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, so it's safe. God. It's safe. Yeah. So, yeah, because, you know, uh, now i got yellow teeth. So, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
you you know you know all the the you know like the the character like the mad hatter that he worked he worked with mercury so long he got crazy you're gonna turn into like the mad hatter because you taste all your paints (laughs) so anywho um yeah we um yeah the brush cleaner is a pretty cool thing it's 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 a lifesaver for your brushes if you if you have one of them and you use it and you use it correctly on a regular basis you can go out and buy the more expensive brushes and and uh not worrying about them ruining them a long time right exactly so i exactly. am starting to respect my brushes a little more and i'm using my brush cleaner all the time yeah. i love it i um, use it after every time i'm done my, i'm done working Right. I don't use it in between. Now, you don't need to use a brush cleaner in between, like if you're switching colors, but you want to use the same brush. You right. don't need to use it for that. Yeah. But I use it at the end of the night when I'm done working and I'm ready to pack it in for the night. I, The brushes that I used, I set aside. I don't put them back in the cup. And I run them, th- run them through my brush cleaner and then clean them out really well and stick them back in the, um, the cup when I'm done. That way, when right. they dry out, they're ready to roll and they're in perfect shape, ready to go yep. the next day. Yep. yep. Also, before you do your tool real quick, um, have you ever... Mine's very easy. Ha- what? Mine's very easy. Go ahead. Have you ever trimmed your brushes and done some maintenance um, on them? So, well, the I've real, had a few... The real fine ones yes. that are really thin, I've trimmed one, the odd stream. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Side. That's what I meant. So, have yes. you... Have I've you, chopped them out. Yeah. So, have you been work Even on some of my larger, like my square ones, whatever you call yeah. them, dare, the deer hoof ones, whatever. Yeah. Um, cow hoof brushes, whatever. Um, deer foot. Deer foot. Yeah. yeah there you go. <laughs> the, those brushes, every now and then I'll get a stray... And uh-huh. uh, now that I'm paying attention, now that I'm using my brush cleaner more and I'm paying attention more to my brushes because I, I have went out and bought a few nicer brushes for myself recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to pay attention to my nicer brushes to keep them longer than a month. Um, do they make a difference? Do they make a difference on your work? Yes. Yes, they do. Well, well ho- ho- hold on, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, I still love the cheap ones. And I... I have cheap ones. Too. I buy. I still buy the cheap ones. I bought them when yeah. I bought the expensive ones. And when yeah. I say expensive, I'm not talking about the ones you see on the shelf. They're twelve dollars or eighteen dollars for one brush. That's right, not what right. I meant. Yeah. When I when I say expensive, or when I say higher end, I'm talking about the ones that aren't in the multi pack, and they're still right. only maybe two dollars for that brush or three dollars yeah, for that $3. brush. Yeah. 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 I'm not. I'm still not paying. 10, 12, 15, 20 dollars no, for a brush. I don't, I don't do that either. Yeah, you'd be out of my mind if I needed if I ever thought a brush was worth that much. But I yeah. do notice the difference between the multi pack and the ones that are single and they're a dollar or two a piece for one. Right. Um right. there is a, a nicer quality. I think the bristles, I think they flow a little smoother. Um yeah. it, it, there is a difference. But there's still I still love my cheap my El Cheapo brushes um that yeah. come in the multi pack because man, yeah, there's nothing like Working with a brush that you just know you can just bitch it up really bad. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't need to worry about it because it costs you 10 cents. So I I, have a separate cup on my counter, on my workbench. I started doing that. Separating them. Separate cup where I put the, where I put the total shit brush. Okay. They're they're the ones that are frayed out and everything else. And yeah, like my stain brush. Big ones. Yeah. My stain brushes. And I use, they're a go to box when I'm doing like weathering and crap. 
you know, or nothing that's high, super high detail. Are you? I just gotta paint a solid wall, you know. But yeah. Yeah. Are your weathering brushes the worst brushes you have? I'm, I'm sorry, your stain brushes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Are they the yeah, worst absolutely. ones in your whole kit? Your whole yeah. your whole collection? Mine are too. They're my trash brushes, yep. My my stain brushes look like garbage. Yeah, they don't even get to go in with my good brushes. My good brushes have their own place. Yeah, they don't it's deserve like their own. They don't deserve yeah. to, to live in the same cup. <laughs> yep, yep, they're in their own little world, man. That's cool. Whatever. I, they're not even on the same side of the bench. You know, they're on the other side of the bench. They don't even get to look at the good brushes. <laughs> <laughs> What a shame. <laughs> That's so bad. Anyways. No, but I'm but I because my pop screen. <laughs> but I but I feel the same way. I, I I I've now probably only about the last two months I've started to um what 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 kicked it off was I was at Michael's and I had my good old fifty percent off coupon. Um and it actually expired the the day that I had it. So I had to use it. I mean, you can't just let that go. Um, not the the one you get when you, the one you get when you check out that prints out. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Right. Yeah. When they ask you for your phone number and um, and or your email. Right. Like you're a junkie there, and you got to get more stuff, and they ask you for yeah. So and it prints out the coupon because they, they know you're gonna you print come. Print the coupon out. It's like it's like it's tall. If you unravel that thing and hold it down, it'll run from your waist to the floor, man. And you only brought one thing. That's how long it is. You bought yeah. one paintbrush. But yeah. it's like going to CVS or Rite Aid. You get you get yeah. you get uh you get cough drops, and it's a four foot coupon. I mean, it's a four yeah, foot exactly. receipt. So, anyways. Uh, I had one of those ones that prints out when you buy something there, and um, uh, I came back. It was getting ready to expire. I think it was sixty percent off. Um, so it was a good, it was a good one. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna buy a nice. I'm gonna buy a couple nice brushes. Um, so I had the fifty percent off on my phone that you can use every time, and I had the sixty percent off one that printed off from my previous visit. So I got two nice brushes. And when that night I got home and I was working with him, I was like, maybe it's just because I thought they were better and it was a placebo effect. And I'm like, these are great brushes. You know, yeah. there's that too because yeah. you're you're you want them to be better because you paid more for right. them. But right. I did right. notice that they applied the paint a lot nicer. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I did then from there on was started to clean my brushes a little better. I'm starting to respect my brushes a little better, which I know that that drove you nuts when you'd come down here and see my brushes. Oh my God. So I <laughs> am <laughs> be sitting in this big. It was like a, it was like a coffee can full of goop, you know. And it was water goop. <laughs> There's you always like six brushes sticking out of it, and you pick it. You pick a brush up out of it, and the bristles are all bent like an L. It was awful. It was like a brush had a foot. It was nasty. It was nasty. There was like it was it, like the, the paintbrush handle had a foot on it. That's how the brush. It was funny. Yeah. So so uh, I, I am starting to um, within reason buy some nicer brushes. Like I said, I can't afford to go out and buy a set, uh, a complete set of brushes that are ten dollars a piece. But yeah. Um, and I don't see the value in buying a $20 brush. It just doesn't, right. to me... Yeah, I don't have any like that. I, I don't need that. But but there, but I do think the... Especially for like when you're painting figures, um, yeah. buying... Buy, 
when you're buying the finer, br- I do. This is one thing I do want to get this across before I end my rant on brushes. Is right. um, when you're when you're getting into painting the the small detail parts and you're painting the yes. uh, figures. It is. I swear that it is totally worth going out and buying a two or three or four dollar fine bristle bristle brush. That is not very in fine that, point, it, detail point. One that is pay a little more, pay six dollars for it. I don't care. Yeah. It's not my money. Your but your it's your money. But uh, go and go and buy a couple, one or two brushes that are the very very fine point brushes, very small, yeah. very thin points. Um, yeah. For two reasons. A, I think they're easier to control. So even if the bristles are longer and it's a fine point brush. When you buy them, when you buy a nicer, longer, fine point brush, they're I I believe they're easier to control, and you're gonna come, you're gonna get a better detail part painted. The other reason is when you clean them and you put them away properly when you're done working. Yep. After working with uh, the El Cheapo fine point brush, yep. You're gonna use it maybe ten times, maybe. And it's gonna to start to fray. Yeah. It's gonna get. It's gonna go yeah. all over the place. And you'll never be able to control it, even with that. Even with that brush wheel. No, but but the, the nicer brushes. Even if you're buying a four dollar brush, mm-hmm. a two or three or four dollar brush, the nicer fine point brushes. When you spend a little bit more on them, and you don't get them in the multi pack, and you're painting fine yeah. detail parts with them, when you clean them and you put them away properly, and you clean yeah. them properly, that's the whole key. When you take care of them. Yeah. They're still pointy. They they retain their point, um, yeah. and they're you can use them over and over and over again. So I do swear by buying a nicer yeah. brush when you're ready to do some fine detail painting. I, I have some that are they're a couple you know three four years old, and uh, they and I use them heavy and they still had their shape. Right. You know, and I'm you know, they've been used. Some of those have been used 30, 40 times. You know, yeah, so, and, and so so yeah. you and I both subscribe to the idea that um, with your with your brushes that you're using for a very specific purpose, yeah. like painting details or yeah. um, painting figures right. or painting very very small um, lines yeah. on things. If you're doing line work, um, yeah. it is definitely worth just going out and buying a little bit nicer a brush. Yeah. yeah, so. It's, wor- it's worth it. It's Mine, worth worth it. Uh-huh. What's your tool? What's yeah, your tool? Sure. Well, my tool is very simple. I have a spot up here between two shelves above my workbench, and I have a piece of clo- uh, a piece of clothesline that stretches across it, and it's tied off on each side. So it's, it's like a little miniature clothesline. Okay. And um, and I have little mini clothespins as well, and I use them for when I paint like paper. Like paper roofs and things like that. Yeah. Um, when you paint, you know, the roofing paper. Yeah. And you go to paint that, and it's you know, it's all wet and whatever. And I use that, and I hang them up on that clothesline to dry. And then I also use it for hanging up um, tissue paper when I paint tissue paper for curtains. Uh, the, the curtains that I shape and they come out the open windows and that type of thing. And I'll paint them and I'll hang them up there. Anything you want to dry that you can hang. Yeah. Um, you can hang them right on like a regular clothesline like you would your laundry. And um, it doesn't have to be very long. That's only, uh, it's a total of 22 inches across. And, and, and it's just enough to put a couple of those mini clothespins on and hang them up. And uh, so that's my tool. Cool. 
Well, I have a few of those yeah. too. So just don't I, hang. Don't put it so low you hang yourself on it. <laughs> We're not responsible <laughs> not for anything not like a good that. Idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so cool. Well, um, that's, that's awesome. It. Well, I what so we got to go over a few of our other things real quick. What it okay. what what were you listening to this week? Oh boy, I got mine. Um, well, let's see. We have. You go ahead because I, I'm gonna want my playlist. Okay. Well, I was listening to a little bit of um, Randy Hauser, the country artist, mm-hmm. Randy Hauser. Yep. And yep. Um, so I went from country, Randy Hauser, country. I really like Randy Hauser. He's a good artist. Um, and then I went to uh, <laughs> a little bit off the radar with a little bit off the uh, wagon from country, just a little bit. And I started listening to an artist called Hobson. Uh, I don't advise anyone listening to Hobson if you don't like rap at all, but, uh, I was listening to some Hobson. So I went from country to a little bit of, uh, obscure, a little more obscure rap. It's not your typical, what you hear on the radio. So what about you? Well, don't, and guys, don't judge me for listening to Hobson. If you listen to it and you say, what the, what the hell was Brett listening to? Just, just don't listen. Just don't listen to it. Don't even go there if you're offended by anything. So anyways, go ahead. Well, you were listening to The Offspring the other week down in your basement. Did I get you hooked? Yeah, so I started watching listening to Offspring. Yes. And then, what? Will you let me finish? I said yes. Oh, okay. And Frank Sinatra. (laughs) And then, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It gets better, man. (laughs) It gets way better. So I found this podcast. I was looking through podcasts for different kind of podcasts. Oh. I like to listen to the Bill Burr podcast. Yeah. And um, I, but I, I I was on the Bill Burr podcast, and as I was looking through, I guess it picked out some comedian podcasts that are out there. And it's a new one out there by Andrew Dice Clay. Oh my God! There's a po- Andrew, Andrew Dice, Dice Clay has a podcast. I, yeah, it's a, it's Andrew Dice Clay. I'm over here. Uh oh. Is and, it good? Uh, I'm over here. What the heck was it called? Is it worth listening I'm to? I'm over here, over here now. Here now, but it's he. But it's pronounced here now. I'm over here now. Okay. Is H-E-A. it worth it? No, it sucks. Oh. I liked Clay on the stand-up years and years ago because it was crude and yeah, lazy. you know, little yeah. Miss Tuffet, you but know, that whole hour's, joke. It was an hour's worth. He was done, and that's the end, right? It might not even have been an hour. Okay, but now, no. Man, this, this this podcast is too much for me. It is awful. He is a total pig, and uh, it's it's he's not even funny anymore. It's not even funny. Uh, he's not. Funny. It's like he's trying too hard. Yes, exactly. Oh he's well, then no. He got his family on there, like it's Ozzy Osbourne. Don't even bother. Hey guys, listening to this, don't even bother listening to that podcast. No, do not listen to it. But, I listened hey, to it for about fifteen minutes and it went off. So, talking about you, so I thought we were just going to talk about music. So, um, I want to, I want to talk about the podcast I was listening to. Uh, okay. I, I'm, I'm still listening to the Dollop. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I was, I was... You have to listen to the. Uh, then a couple there's a few new episodes that are just gold uh yeah. the one was uh on the dollop podcast it's called the dollop with dave anthony and gareth reynolds um huh? the one was uh called the gangster monk eastman you gotta listen to that one and you gotta listen to uh there's two other ones america's first ghost you gotta listen to that one and the newest one is called mince mince pie in america 
<laughs> you got a, oh my God. you got a, it's Virginia. a whole it's a whole hour about mince pie. It's oh a, it's God. it's ridiculous. Yeah, so it's a funny show. The dollop I really enjoy. The dollop is really funny yeah, because yeah. it's it's two comedians. Yeah. That um the one guy on the show has no clue what the ho- what the other host is going to talk about. Right. And they both enjoy American history or just history in general. Um Historic and most of it's American history. Um, yeah. I think all of it's actually American history, but right. they they always bring up a, a history topic. But but when they when they tell you about the history topic, it's like it it is they're doing it from a comedian standpoint. So it's not oh, well, the one was hilarious. what was the one colonial teeth. They talked about oh, colonial, colonial teeth. Colonial teeth was awesome. And uh, they they go they they tell you about the history of false yeah. teeth. But they don't tell you yep. about the history of false teeth like you're watching a PBS documentary. They tell Just it to you like terms. they tell it to you like uh, they tell it's you the history. No, 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 no. I was saying the the two comedians don't tell yeah. you the history of false teeth yeah. like yeah. The, like you're watching a documentary. No, no. They tell it's you the jokes always. It's not like an NPR uh, no. podcast. It is a podcast about American history by two comedians, and it is yeah. it is hilarious. And it's true stuff. Right, but they don't. But, like, but they also don't. Like, they also don't find stories that are dry and boring history. They find no, history no. stories that are like completely just crazy. So kind of like drunk history, yeah. Like what? Like drunk history, the TV show, drunk history. Yeah, yeah, kind of like the Comedy yeah, Central like drunk that. history. Except but they're not, drunk. they're not drunk. They're just they're just laughing. Right. They're just laughing at history. Right. So right. it's worth checking out. So, cool. So, well, that's about a wrap, I think. Yeah. Um. We will. Um, to do because I'm done. Oh, you're done. That's yeah. Cool. Mom and I have a movie. We're gonna watch The Mule tonight. Oh, uh, we watched and, that. Uh, good. With Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Very good. I won't spoil anything, but uh, yeah, please don't. Okay, it's cool. worth it. So, um, cool. hey, you have fun watching The Mule tomorrow night. Yeah. We will be working down here. Um, yeah. And this weekend, we really do need to get an overtime podcast pumped out. Well, let's do one live tomorrow night at the at the at the at the house. There we go. So, sometime our patrons listening, we will have a episode up this weekend for you guys. Um, yep. Keep an eye out for some new YouTube videos. If you aren't subscribed to our YouTube channel already, head on over to YouTube.com and look for HO Scale Customs and subscribe to our page. That way, you get our live video recaps and our new YouTube videos. Um, and that's about it. I'm gonna call this one yep. a wrap. We are out of here have a good weekend as usual peace hit us up everywhere and make sure you participate in this week's contest to get a kit from railroadkits.com um all the information for that was in the beginning so if you if you've listened this far you know what the contest is all about so all right guys happy modeling have an awesome weekend later good night